You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little Good morning, everyone. Annie here for Showreel, 3CR's look at the Australian moving image industry, a wide lens. And during COVID, I have been spending a little time exploring how you, the audience, can access film and other fare that isn't purely mainstream and how different parts of the industry are adapting to COVID-19. Cinemas were closed down pretty early and it isn't likely that they they won't they'll be opened until July and still people may not feel that comfortable sitting so close for an extended period of time. I spoke to Dove Cornitz from Film Inc Presents, a distributor of films in the Australian New Zealand market, films that aren't mainstream blockbusters. We discussed the relationship between filmmakers, distributors, cinemas and you, the audience, and more specifically about a couple of films he has coming out through an on-demand streaming service set up by Classic Cinemas, Tammy's Always Dying and Talking About Trees. And just for your information, Tammy's Always Dying will be available to stream from May the 21st to June the 3rd and Talking About Trees from May the 28th to June the 10th. And they're exclusively through classic Lido, Cameo and Ritz Cinemas on demand streaming service for $14.99 each. Here we go. Here's what Dove had to say. And with COVID, of course, uh, it just immediately shut the doors on the cinemas. And because I do film reviews and stuff like that, of course, I'm quite aware that all those films that would normally be getting their releases in the theatres all just had to close down. And all the ones that were already doing really well closed down as well. So um, there are methods that cinemas are using to reach out to audiences, aren't they? And filming presents is a version of that yeah i suppose you know filming presents is like any other distributor you know we we acquire movies and you know we then release them however we feel most appropriate to maximize you know eyeballs and revenue and things like that within australia and new zealand um and yeah like i suppose yeah it all came a bit out of the blue you know we had films that were scheduled to come out in cinemas, you know, and then, um, you know, there's this indefinite period when cinemas are not allowed to stay open. And, um, yeah, we have to kind of, I suppose, reassess. And, and, and I suppose certain films we end up holding on to until we have a bit more clarity around when cinemas are going to start operating and also trends overseas and things, you know, so we're keeping an eye on that. 
But then on the other side, what what has happened is, is um, I suppose, you know, like any time, you know, you, you acquire a movie for release, it may be more appropriate to release it, you know, straight onto a streaming platform or, you know, through iTunes or whatever. And um, I suppose it's no different now, apart from the fact that some cinemas have launched, um, you know, these kind of cinema at home concepts, you know, like, which is really just like, I guess, iTunes is or Google Play, but it's aligned and run by the cinema. And um, I guess, you know, that gives an extra option for a distributor, you know, and also one of the things that's arisen recently through this pandemic situation is that in America, there's been, it's been quite active, this uh, idea of a premium VOD offering. So quite often in America, even before COVID, um, they would release a film in, in, you know, New York and LA, but make it available as well for streaming through, you know, iTunes and things like that. And But in Australia, it wasn't as advanced, you know, because cinemas were trying to hold on to this idea that you can't release a film onto, you know, iTunes not until 90 days after it's come out at a cinema. So, you know, distributors were, you know, kind of holding on to the films and, you know, trying to maximise its cinema run, then et cetera, et cetera. But now, because of COVID... There's been, um, you know, the the rules have relaxed somewhat and, you know, the cinemas are buying into this concept of VOD as well to try and, you know, generate revenue as well. So the rules are relaxed. So we've, for example, got a couple of films as Filming Presents. We have a film called Talking About Trees, which is this amazing kind of Bona Vista Social Club kind of doco about these four gentlemen who studied cinema in um, overseas, but they're Sudanese. Anyway, and they come back to Sudan and they, they want to screen, a, you know, a film in a cinema. And, of course, in Sudan, which is a high, you know, very Islamic country, um, cinemas were actually banned, you know, like, but, you know, the rules have laxed a bit, so they're trying to put on a screening. So this film won um, audience awards at Berlin Film Festival, it played Sydney, Melbourne Film Festivals, etc., etc. And I guess, you know, it, it's actually a film we were kind of umming and ahhing about cinema releasing because, you know, it's not, it doesn't have any big stars and things like that, but it's a really beautiful film. So we're working with... Um, a cinema chain in inverted commas. So there's um, Classic Cinema, Cameo and Lido in Melbourne and also the Ritz Cinema in Sydney who have this kind of VOD platform that they just launched. So we're giving them the film, which are, you know, ahead of it coming out on iTunes and things like that. And we're charging, you know, $15, you know, for people to view. And I guess, you know, it may sound expensive, but at the end of the day, I guess, if you're going to the cinema, you know, just with one person, you're paying more than that quite often. Whereas here you can watch it with your family or, you know, with someone else at the same time. So we've got that film and we've got another great film called Tammy's Always Dying, which has got uh, Felicity Huffman in it. She's, you know, pretty amazing in the film. And it's basically, it's a film that, you know, premiered at the Toronto Film Festival Again, it's not really a film that we probably, well, you know, we may have done a limited theatrical release, a cinema release, but, you know, we thought we'd go out early through the same cinema 
sort of uh, at home setup that that we're doing with talking about trees, and um, that's out on Thursday. You know, so it's a great drama with a with a bit of black humour in there. You know, yeah. so Tem- yeah, so Tammy's always going, and I suppose you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, you know, Felicity Huffman plays this kind of, you know, a bit of an alcoholic, you know, she's been poor all her life and she goes out and drinks and then, you know, she always threatens to jump off a bridge. But, you know, the reason she does that is because, you know, she's got a grow an adult daughter who comes and saves her, you know, like, and it's really, it's about the bond that they rebuild, you know, like having lost that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty fun film about about that subject matter, believe it or not. But yeah, so so I guess, you know, traditionally these films would have just come out on, you know, they would have done a limited cinema run, then 90 days later they would have come out onto, you know, iTunes and Google Play and whatnot and Fetch TV and Foxtel. But now those kind of, those 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 boundaries have become, you know, quite... Um, you know, not not as rigid, you know, so you can kind of, you know, bring films to people where they are at the moment, which is not in a cinema, you know. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens once cinemas open up, I guess. Do you think that this uh, new uh, f- uh, facility or uh, f- uh, ease people have cre- uh, developed greater uh, skill at using online facilities now yeah yeah. i still have some trepidation around that yeah because i think you know what you'd find is you know certain vod offerings like fetch tv and big pond movies and what used to be apple tv you know they made it easy for people to access digital content that way but now um so and they continue to do so whether someone who normally, you know, who may be 60 plus and goes to, you know, the classic cinema um, will will be able to do this in a way that's kind of where they can cast it to their TV and, you know, retain great quality is yet to be found out. So on the bright side, though, in New Zealand, there was there's a similar cinema, an art house cinema called Academy and they launched, a, you know, this kind of service about a month ago. And they, they have said that they've had great results and, um, you know, like quite massive kind of spikes. Because the thing is, what you find is a lot of people that say go to an art house cinema, they, when they go to something like iTunes, they, you know, iTunes is only promoting the blockbusters primarily. Even though your art house films and interesting films may be on their platform, the discoverability of it is quite challenging for most, you know, it's not popping up. So what happened, yeah, Academy Cinema, you know, even though they're not showing these kind of early, they were literally just showing a lot of kind of art house content that's available on on streaming and they had a massive take up because people feel a loyalty towards you know that cinema and they want to support that business so hopefully the same thing will extend with you know these other four cinemas that are launching that have just launched in australia this kind of uh vod thing the other anecdotal evidence i've heard is like 
you know, we're about to see an explosion of VOD delivered film festivals, you know, yeah, like yeah. in the sense that, you know, because cinema, you know, so Myth is doing it and um, Myth is going to be ticketed, you know, Sydney is going to be ticketed. And anecdotally, I heard of a, a film festival in, in Tasmania, you know, BOFA, that had a massive spike in terms of the amount of eyeballs they got. Um, when they did, they were the first kind of cab off the rank with regards to a virtual film festival in Australia. And they, and again, anecdotally, so don't take this as gospel, but I have heard that they were really amazed by the take-up. You know, so again, this I think speaks to, you know, people, you know, associate with these film festivals. You know, they go every year and, and, and they feel for the business and they want to support it, you know. So the only challenge in all this is, of course, you know, geo-blocking and things like that because as a distributor, for example, I, you know, if I, if I gave my film to, you know, BOFA, then, and if they didn't geo-block it, which is a very challenging space, you know, to do that. What's geo-blocking? Other film festivals won't want to show it. What's well, geo-blocking? Like, you know, uh, personally, like, so, you know, if I, if I have a film, say, in, in, at MIF, yeah, then, you know, it's only showing in Victoria, you know, like, and then I can still give Sydney Film Festival a Sydney premiere, Revelation in Perth, a Perth premiere, etc., etc. Whereas when it's put on a, online, quite often it's almost like the footprint is everywhere. You know, anyone can see. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's sort of from a from a distributor point of view, you kind of just have to be mindful of things like that. You know, of losing kind of your ability to, you know, for want of a better way to say it, exploit the the film. You know, in in you know get as many you know make as much out of it as you can from the various different you know, places that it can play. Yeah, because there's a whole lot of different pros and cons going on in what you've just said. So for, uh, you've got a traditional uh, uh, industry behind the scenes of filmmakers uh, and you're part of that, distributing. uh, And the other side of it is the types of films. So, you know, you'd think that, you know, if everything was online, it would potentially mean that a whole lot of different types of films would be able to get out there, which they probably can, depending on whatever the platform is. But then, of course, there's quality as well. Um, viewing quality. Quality and also monetization. you know, as in like, by, by that I mean, you know, as a distributor, you know, we, we invest in these movies, we pay money to get the rights to these movies. So it's on us to try and make that money back, if you know what I mean. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, also pass on money to the rights holders, you know, to the producers and things like that. So that's the complicated issue. It's like, it's you know, it'd be great to just put all content out there, you know, for everyone to see. But, you know, we're all running businesses, you know, and trying to survive you know well yeah we just we just see uh what's happening to musicians and people like that um they immediately lose any income but of course uh filmmaking and other kind of things are are technology heavy and are incredibly expensive uh to make uh Mm. and if people Mm. if there is no infrastructure around them then i mean people who work in this industry aren't breatharians no, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, I'm, always, I'm always amazed in the digital space, 
how people, you know, I saw a complaint the other day, you know, like from someone going, oh, I, I hate the ads that SBS On Demand plays, you know, throughout the film. And I just go, you're getting this film for free, you know? Like, they need to somehow monetize what they have paid. You know, so SBS On Demand pays X amount of dollars for the rights to a film. You know, they need to make the money, you know? So, like, so I'm just amazed that, yeah, the digital space is quite a complicated one in the sense that a lot of people consider, you know, everything free, you know? Like, when... You know, there's big money spent. So yeah, it's a, it's a double, it's a double-edged sword kind of thing. You know, in the sense that, as a consumer, you want to give these things to people, but you need, to, as a, as an industry, yeah, you're trying to, you know, make money. You're trying to survive. You're listening to Showreel on 3CR, your community radio station. We are chatting with Dove Cornitz from Film Inc. Presents. You, you are quite boutique in the types of films. Uh, I mean, these two films, for example, mm. are really interesting films. And like you said, uh, I mean, I do film reviews and I do quite a lot of, well, I used to do film reviews, <laughs> and there used to be, uh, you know, a fair mm. breadth of films, you know, uh, mainstream as well as uh, mm. uh, more tailored. Um, and there are some films that I've seen that are just being real beauties, but they won't make it on a mainstream mm. uh, screen, Uh I think it offers opportunity and and opportunities. So, for example, I just noticed, like, in New Zealand, they've just um, started opening up cinemas. And the the complicated thing with now, what you'll find is once cinemas open up in Australia, it's actually going to be quite hard for cinemas to have quality, you know, mainstream big content. Because if you think about, you know, like a lot of the big blockbusters are going to have to, they always have to come out in the States first in America. So, you know, we don't know what's happening in America and how long all that's going to last, you know? So, so in Australia, once like, so in New Zealand, cinemas are opening up now, but all these corporations, you know, like your universals, your Disney's, etc., they're not releasing, they're not going to, even though they pulled a lot of content, that they originally had scheduled to come out in cinemas now, they've pulled it to 2021 or, you know, until it's a more stable time, you know, or they've gone directly to VOD like they've done with Trolls and things like that in the States, you know. So it's actually an opportunity. Like what you'll end up finding is once cinemas do start opening up, you'll see some, you know, weird and wonderful content, I think, pop up. In the same way that, as a, you know, that is happening on VOD, you know, there's some really interesting films that are, you know, being released. And you know, the longer this goes, the the more, the more this kind of bu- the business of releasing films will change depending on where the eyeballs are, or where the money is, or where the audience is. You know, so it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating but challenging. (laughs) You're quite right. So maybe uh, there's opportunities, more opportunities for locally made films and filmmakers here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, you know. So that's that's the way I I would like to think of it. And I, I, you know, yeah, sure, like if you put all your eggs in one basket and you can't move from that, then obviously this is tough for you. But... 
if you can be a bit more um, agile in, in, at this time, then there are opportunities for sure, you know, in the way that, as I said to you like earlier, like a film festival has had, like as I said, anecdotally, but they had a 350% increase in, in eyeballs in terms of visitation, you know, online through a virtual film festival that they put on, which is quite amazing, you know, in turn. So I think the fact that everyone's sitting at home and they're, you know, they're wanting to support certain businesses that they align with, that they believe in. But then, of course, there is that challenge of the technology could be a little, you know, traditionally art house cinema is frequented by people that are kind of, you know, 50 plus. And are they going to be able to, you know, um, get their, wrap their heads completely around the technology that is required for this is, you know, to be proven, I guess. So, so Film Inc. Presents has taken on this as a, a, a challenge, like connecting to the cinema online platforms and, and have you got other ideas that you're... Ca- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, we're, we're supporting film festivals that are doing virtual things, not with every film. You know, you'll, you'll notice, I mean, it's, it's under a bug, and I, I got a sneak peek of... Um, for example, Sydney Film Festival's virtual film festival that they're about to do. And also, you know, you'll see, I'm sure, MIFT will, you know, reveal their program in time. And what you'll find is that, you know, they um, no, no films that they're going to be screening will have a distributor attached to them because distributors are a bit, you know, because this is unknown territory, they're not willing to risk it, you know. This is, you know, I, I mean, what I'm trying to say is basically there are different films require different ways of being released. And you look at them on a case by case basis, you know, like, so I suppose now with there's there, of course, cinemas are not open, but they will be open after July, you know, so that's one consideration when you're trying to release a film. But there's also things like you're able to charge slightly higher amount of money because you're premiering a film, say, on a, on a VOD platform rather than in a cinema first. So you can charge a little bit of a premium and maybe that's a better way to, to get the film out, you know, and get it out there. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, I guess, yeah, you're just watching and, you know, and, and tracking what's going on. Because as a distributor, you don't have the, you know, the, the distribution platform, you know, you're relying, it's like, you know, you're relying on the shop, you know, yeah. I'm, we're just a wholesaler, you know, yeah, yeah. and then we sell the, you know, we sell the film to a shop, well, the, the a cinema film, or it's yeah, a VOD uh, platform or whatever. Yeah, the films that you've actually yeah. gathered together, you must be affected by COVID in the sense that the markets will be closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, the markets, did you say, or the market? The markets, you know, like where there are places where they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, but like these days, I've got to say markets, markets are not as, you know... Hands on as as they used to be. As big as they used to be. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, the internet, you know, people can just, you know, talk to each other. Like you can contact people quite easily. I mean, there's nothing like the relationships you can build at a market, but, you know, you can also, I guess, yeah, liaise with people online. Yeah, so here's the pros and the cons again. Exactly, (laughs) in markets these days, you know, the other challenge, 
it's the other challenge currently is of course that you know your Amazons and your Apple TV and your um, and your Netflix um, are actually buying global rights to films quite often. So the challenge for a distributor is they can quite often be cut out of that conversation. You know, you might want a film for Australia and New Zealand, but you find out that the producer or the, the you know, the, has just sold globally, the rights globally to Netflix. And so that conversation ends very quickly. So that, and that, all that stuff reflects in terms of what markets mean these days, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. at a market, you used to go there, you used to meet sales agents, you know, producers, etc. And you used to carve out your little rights for Australia and New Zealand, say, but now it's a different conversation quite often because they're all trying to get a global sale, you know, just a one-off bang and it's done. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for talking to me, Doug. I found it very no, no, interesting. My pleasure. Thank you, Anne. Hi, um, my name's Maya Newell and I made a film called Gaby Baby and recently a film called In My Blood It Runs. You're listening to... 3CR Community Radio. That's it for Showreel this week. Two news items. The uh, New Normal International Film Festival, NNIFF, an initiative of uh, media students from the Festival Experience Studio, led by Cerise Howard, based at RMIT, is running online June 4th to 6th through a live stream of short and selected feature films and engagement with filmmakers. It's focusing on themes of social distancing, personal growth, isolation from loved ones or the relationship with environment. They are still open for entries with the deadline a slim one day to go. That's May the 22nd submissions via Film Freeway page on the New Normal International Film Festival site. Get in touch with them if you have something you want to share in the moving image line that fits. They might give you a bit of leeway. Also on Sunday, May the 24th, the Mojo Film Festival will be held as usual to celebrate World Schizophrenia Day on Schizzy Inc.'s YouTube channel. The 15 finalist films are all made by filmmakers with lived experience of major mental illnesses and Schizzy Inc. is an arts organisation led by and for a global community of people who've experienced mental illness and who believe that Healing from the post-traumatic stress of these mental health experiences comes from being creative, curious and courageous. I'll put the link on the podcast page and if you tune in on Saturday's Solidarity Breakfast, we will feature the festival in the first half hour. Well, that's it for Showreel. Until next week, cheers from Annie.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.